You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Kansas City Royals with MLB.com's Royals beat reporter, Jeffrey Flanagan. The Royals basically sat out the deadline, and from where I sit, uh, that seems wise. Uh, this team looks like a very long shot this year and a real contender next year. Um, is that basically how they looked at it, that, that there was nothing worth paying the price to add and it was silly to sell? Absolutely. And I guess you don't consider the Billy Burns acquisition a big deal, huh? Uh, yeah, in all seriousness, they, I kind of expected them to sit out and, and Dayton Moore hinted that toward me last week that, uh, it, you know, unless they just had a whopper deal that was going to improve the team this year and going into 2017, uh, they were going to be very careful. They, they did have some pieces in their war chest that they could have uh, dealt, uh, but both of those guys got hurt and Wade Davis and Luke Hochever. Uh, not that I think any of those deals were likely, and I, I really didn't think there was a big market for Kendris Morales, who uh, is going to be a free agent after this year. Uh, there was some interest in Edison Volquez, but seriously, uh, with as thin as their rotation is going into 2017, I think the front office uh, are, are, is really considering you know, bringing Eddie back at some capacity, either through a, a QO or uh, even an extension. There, there was so much chatter about Davis, and, and I suspect maybe that was just – external as people looked at what elite relievers were fetching in trade, and, and it was ridiculous. Uh, and, and you'd have to be at least intrigued. But even if Davis had been healthy and had been somebody that teams wouldn't be worried about health-wise to acquire, was there ever any real chance that they were going to move him? About less than 1%, probably. You know, like any organization, they're going to field phone calls, but they were not shopping either one, uh, him or Hoach. Uh, you know, Wade Davis, this team is built, as you know, on, on pitching and defense and a great bullpen. That's how they've won the last three years, uh, turned this organization around. That's been, you know, a trademark of any Dayton Moore team. Is even, when, even, even in the bad years, they had really solid bullpens. And that, that wasn't going to be a, a factor uh, in terms of, of dealing Wade Davis because, you know, this bullpen this year has not been, you know, as much of a shutdown bullpen as last year. So if you were to take away Wade Davis, you know, really, you're down to one reliable start, uh, bullpen guy. I mean, and that's Kelvin Herrera. Uh, Joaquin Soria has been ineffective for most of the year. Hoach has been hurt. So, you know, trading Wade Davis, you know, obviously any, nobody's untouchable, but it would have taken just a whopper package because you're kind of sending the message to your core players that you've given up on this year and maybe even next year. You talk about the, the, the thin rotation depth, and it occurs to me that one – move they could have made, and look, this is admittedly a very difficult thing to do, but you look at what the, the Giants did, uh, and they go and get Matt Moore, who um, is is not only an intriguing starter, but a guy who's controllable for a while. Um, right. The Royals not, don't necessarily have the pieces at this point to do something like that, but did they consider trying to bring in one of those kind of pieces who could help now and be a piece beyond this year? Yeah, they. I, I had said uh, last week that they were you know, in the market for another bat in right field or a fifth starter. It wasn't going to be a splashy guy, but maybe someone like a Jake Odorizzi or, or even a Matt Moore who's a little bit more splashy. But 
because just because of that thin rotation going into the next year that they do have some guys coming back. Jason Vargas will come back from Tommy John surgery, but you know that's rolling the dice too. You never know what those guys. Mike Miner right now is on a rehab assignment, uh, coming back from labor and surgery. So, you know they're going to cross their fingers that maybe one of those two guys, or maybe even both, could be you know an addition to the rotation next year. But I think uh, at the deadline they definitely looked at possibly finding a, you know, a fifth starter that, like you said, they, they could control, and that's definitely going to be a target in the off season. Do you see them potentially moving anybody in August? You mentioned Morales. You mentioned Volquez. Sounds like you're saying not Volquez. But do you think maybe they they flip Morales somewhere in August? I wouldn't be shocked. You know, I, I think he's a guy uh, who might have cleared waivers already, um, and he, he could be moved after the the non waiver trade deadline. There's always going to be teams that are going to be needing a bat. Um, you know, it's, you're limiting the market because he's mostly a DH, so it's going to be to have to be an American League team and. You know, I know there was some interest uh, from the Astros and Rangers, but, you know, nothing could quite get worked out. So uh, if there is anybody that gets moved, yeah, it's probably Kendra. As you, you look ahead to this offseason, um, this team, it's a pretty fine line. I mean, they had certainly some significant injuries, but I think they are a really good example of what a fine line it is between success and not getting where you want to be, and not that they couldn't still, but it seems unlikely. What what do they? What are they looking to do over the off season? And I, I realize it's August, but even so, um, what what are the, the the things they want to accomplish in order to to get this club back to where this time next year they're maybe adding a Cueto rather than dealing with rumors about moving their closer? Well, I, I would suspect that uh, they're definitely going to have to try to fill uh, the hole in right field. Now, Paulo Orlando has at times. Uh, look like he could be an everyday player, but he just doesn't quite have the pop, and they need that in this lineup. And, and of course, we mentioned before, they definitely need at least one more starter. Dayton Moore likes to go into each spring training with you know at least nine or ten rotation candidates, and he did this year, and, and it still wasn't enough. So that'll definitely be a target in the offseason. But, you know, the other thing, too, is I think they just need the offseason to rest. Uh, this is a team that's you know, been on a high-water act uh, since August of 2014 where Every single game was basically do or die, and uh, that's how they. I think that just took a toll in terms of their energy. And several players and, and members of the coaching staff have brought that up to me in the last couple of weeks. That uh, yeah, it's just kind of a, a team that's just it's just tired right now. And uh, do they have enough to you know make an impact again the rest of the season? Maybe, uh, but you know they had a horrible July. They lost 19 out of 26, which tied a franchise record. And uh, you just kind of just notice the energy isn't what it was. Uh, even a year ago. What kind of, and this, this, this is to some extent kind of sounds silly because this is an organization <laughs> that now uh, emerged where it really expects to win on a year-in, year-out basis, but um, what is the kind of level of urgency to make sure that 17 team is at that level again, just given that you know they've really built for the long term. and they, 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 There was a plan, they built a, a team that was not to win one year, but you know, there are a lot of potential free agents after next year. Is there some pressure to sort of make sure to, to really capitalize on that window for 17? Uh, yeah, absolutely, and they talk about that a lot. Uh, but as you mentioned, they are built for the long term. They have signed some guys <clears throat> excuse me, to long-term deals, and you know, that core of free agents, they've got to sit down as, as an organization and, and you know, try to decide which guys they can keep and which guys they can't. Uh, where, the, where do they have depth uh, and where do they not? So. You know, they've, they've done a pretty good job of, of keeping some of their homegrown talent. You know, a lot of people thought 
nationally that they had no chances to keep Alex Gordon, and they turned around and got him. Uh, they probably overpaid a little bit for Ian Kennedy, but, you know, he's got four more years left on his deal. Long-term extension with Salvador Perez, with Giordano Ventura. So they're still looking for uh, the seasons beyond 2017, too. But, yeah, there is a sense of urgency that, you know, with the Hosmers and Mustakas and Canes, that next year, you know, if nothing happens this year, that next year has got to be a year that uh, they make a strong, strong run. This would have been a, a question worth asking 24 hours ago, but it certainly gets even a little more magnified after last night. Where does Danny Duffy fit into that equation as a guy yeah. who is, is really coming on and, and maybe maybe it's time to strike even real soon before he puts together another two great months and strengthens his position even more? Yeah, and he's uh, going to be in the final year of his arbitration next year. So uh, we've seen Danny Duffy finally emerge uh, as the guy they thought they had all along. And uh, he's still only 27, and I, I uh, mistakenly did not mention him a part of that core. But definitely, uh, he's, he's a guy they're already uh, wondering uh, how they're going to keep him and how can they get a long-term deal for him because because of his age. And um, he's already had Tommy John surgery removed uh, three or four years. So a uh, very healthy. Uh, we saw what he can do uh, last night in, here in uh, St. Petersburg. Uh, just a tremendous outing. Uh, one of the historically best outings in the history of the Kansas City Royals. And that's the kind of talent he has. So definitely uh, going forward, he's, he's got to be a part of that core. How how tough is that going to be to get done? Just he's, he's, Guys like that can be challenging because, on the one hand, the potential is so enormous and the club wants not to let that get away. On the other hand, the player's got to know the potential is so enormous, and yet the performance – record is not that long it's just guys like that where you know the ability is there but the record isn't that long are real can be a real challenge to get that deal done what do you think uh, the likelihood is that they can figure out some sort of arrangement i would say it'd be over 90 percent just because of the way this organization treats its players treats the players that it, it uh, drafted and developed uh, danny duffy's a special guy i mean he's a guy that's a very loyal uh he'll want to He'll take a he'll sign a discount to stay in Kansas City. That's how much he loves the organization, loves Dayton more. It's just kind of a unique situation with the Royals. They have those type of players. Not all of them, but you know, a lot of them feel that way that they will. And Alex Gordon was the same way. I mean, he could have gotten more in the open market, but took less to stay with the Royals. And I think a guy like Danny's going to do the same thing. Yeah, his track record isn't extremely long, but look, when you got a guy who strikes out 16, gives up one hit and one walk in eight innings, and He's seven and one as a starter since he took uh, became part of the rotation in May with a 2.9 something ERA and a left-hander who throws 95-97 with a wipeout slider and a great changeup. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely part of the future. All right, well, Jeffrey Flanagan, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks everybody for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.